At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere, anchors our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Those are our social media platforms. 
And, of course, as always, if you want to contact me directly, eric at ericasher.com. We go to ericasher.com. There's a um, contact uh, portion on the uh, front page. Just click on it. It'll take you again right to our um, email address, and you can contact me directly. Hey, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Doug Mouton, sports director at uh, WWL Channel 4 Television, will be our guest. Live broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on WLAE-TV YouTube page at 1 p.m. Our first rebroadcast is every Thursday night at 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV. 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's, that's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. As mentioned, always on our social media platforms, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page, and always at ericasher.com. Today's program is brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Again, a limited edition gin in the super premium gin category. Get out there and, again, enjoy a um, cocktail with, again, Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Uh, much like Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar, becoming the fastest, uh, uh, becoming fastest and the highest selling limited edition spirit in the super premium gin category. And why not? Uh, it's Hendrix, and of course, the flavor profile there is already different than what you'd normally get with, with again, your run-of-the-mill gins. And uh, this one takes it to another level. Notes of coastal freshness, balanced with fresh notes of citrus, alluring juniper character. Uh, it was is lengthened by again deep earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish site seaside botanicals, uh, fresh coastal herbs, and, of course, you know it, that unmistakable crisp citrus finish. Uh, this limited edition Henrik's Gin can be found at your favorite spirit store, um, also against your favorite bar, restaurant. If not, please demand it. Uh, refreshing product and, and a great um, uh, spirit for the summertime, the hot summer months. Uh, spring, summer, beautiful cocktails. And, of course, um, it is Hendrix Neptunia Gin, part of the Hendrix portfolio of, of gins and part of, again, the portfolio of William Grant, independent family still since 1887. Go get yourself some. Mike, Mike uh, Scarborough is going to join us at 4.15 this afternoon. We'll talk LSU with him. Mike Trippett will join us at 4.35. We'll talk Saints with him. We'll talk NFL and Saints with Larry Holder today at 5.35. Here's some quick notes for you. Jameis Winston did return to practice today. Uh, he did 11-on-11 drills, so that's good. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if ultimately, again, he will play against the Chargers. I, 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 I don't know what he's going to I don't know what, what Dennis is going to do, to be honest with you. I really don't. First of all, we don't know because, you know, this is Dennis Allen's first foray as the coach in, here in New Orleans. So we don't know how he's going to treat this final uh, preseason game. But uh, could Jameis use the work? Absolutely. Okay. Do you want to risk him in a live game? Probably not. Okay. Probably not, especially now with Mike Thomas now out with a hamstring injury. Uh, not known if that happened uh, during the uh, the uh, dual practices with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but, again, uh, it's not known how serious as well. Uh, a slew of Saints out today, according to Ross Jackson of uh, of Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and also CrestedySports.com. Uh, tight end Taysom Hill was out. Michael Thomas was out. Uh, wide receiver Kevin White was out. Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore still, again, nursing his injury. Running back uh, 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 Washington was out. Uh, P.J. Williams was out. Uh, Chris Hansen out. Uh, Cesar Reeves was out today. Defensive end Taco Charlton out. Offensive lineman Landon Young still out. Uh, James Hurst is still out with a foot injury. 
Uh, Troutman was out today as well. Uh, Pete Werner still out with the groin. Uh, Taylor out as well, but they worked on the sidelines with the uh, uh, with the uh, Alante Taylor and Werner worked on the sidelines with trainers. Kurt Merritt, again, after a pretty nice game with the exception of a couple drops. And you can say drops. Those balls were one of those balls, again, the long ball, went right through his hands. Um, he's been moved to running back. And I think the Saints are doing everything they can to keep this kid because of the speed he has. And, again, he, of course, he had, they have the great returns on special teams. Uh, I think they'd like to try to keep him if they, if they can. And maybe this is a last-ditch effort to try to do that. Um, uh, Blake Gilligan and also uh, uh, Blake Gilligan had a, a great game, of course, uh, with, again, just booming punts uh, against Green Bay. He kicked an 81-yard punt and, and, of course, found out he got, he's going to get he, – uh, he had to get randomly drug, to, drug tested. I don't know how random that is. I guess you kick an 81-yard um, uh, punt and, and the NFL uh, drug test you. So, well, you know, uh, just, you know, typical NFL. Uh, the Saints cut uh, Divine Zigbo. Um, they also cut K.J. Costello, who was in for a cup of coffee. Uh, and then also uh, uh, John Parker Roma, who missed a, a field goal the other night. All those guys are gone. Uh, Kenyon Drake is being released by the, by, by the uh, Raiders, according to Tom Passerio uh, of the NFL Network. That was a guy that was rumored to be, again, the, someone the Saints were, were looking at as a possibility to be able to fill in if, if Alvin Kamara Kamar was, was to miss time uh, because of a suspension. We'll see if the Saints have, have an interest. And, of course, as far as the game goes on, um, on Friday night, look, the Saints were sloppy. They were undisciplined. But it was backups, okay? It was camp bodies. Uh, they were the ones that were on the field for most of the, most of the uh, um, uh, for the most part. Um, now, let me say this. You can't have a bleed over, okay? We know that there was the wrath of Peyton, and we know this is a very, very disciplined team under Peyton. And I'm not saying they're not going to be under Dennis Allen because we just don't know. But if this team's going to reach its potential, which, again, is a team that's vying for the NFC Championship, uh, you know, the starters and the immediate backups have to be disciplined. They have to be attention to detail. So hopefully this is not something that lingers with, again, the first and second teams or the first team and those guys that are in the rotation. And this is just, again, an anomaly with guys that are ultimately going to either be on the practice squad or, or they're going to be trying out for USFL teams before it's all said and done. Um, when you look at it, you know, the, the, for the most part, um, it was, you know, we look at the Texans game, you feel maybe more uh, better about that game because, again, there was 58 minutes. You had, you had the game at hand. And then, of course, you know, the backups lost it with two minutes left. Uh, when you look at all the penalties and the undisciplined play on, on Friday night, it's hard to tell, again, when you look at the backups on this team, how much better they are, how much worse they are. Or again, if it's even in terms of, um, in terms of the, the Packers and, of course, their depth. Uh, and, and I mentioned this on social media the other day. I think the real litmus tests were, again, the joint practices between the, the Packers and the Saints. And report, reportedly, they were pretty even. So, look, we'll see. Uh, it's preseason football. It's a mirage. It's nothing to get um, encouraged or discouraged about. Uh, my only in, in, in issue is, again, being healthy for Atlanta on September the 11th. And, of course, then we'll see again how um, – you know, how if ultimately Dennis Allen's going to play any of his starters this week, and if he does, how much he will. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Let's turn our attention to LSU. Uh, Mike Scarborough, uh, again, the founder uh, of, of Tiger Bait, is, gonna, is joining us. Uh, I've said it before, folks. Tiger Bait keeps you up to date on everything you need to know about the, about the LSU Tigers. Uh, the YouTube channel is absolutely blowing up now. 
Uh, again, every single day with all the video you're getting, not just, again, of the Tigers, but also, again, high school prospects, you're keeping up with everything that is LSU. Uh, the message boards are legendary, okay? I mean, it's, it's been, that was been, you know, Tiger, Tiger Bay hung their hat on that for so long, but it's so much more than message boards. Uh, and, of course, your opportunity to be able to get in for a very, very low price. Uh, if you're a Tiger fan, I don't know how you can't take advantage of, uh, of again, being part of the Tiger Bait family. And, uh, and, of course, joining us now is Mike Scarborough of Tiger Bait. Mike, how are you? Hey, glad to be with you. Mike, before we get started, tell the folks about your site and, of course, how folks can subscribe. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. Like you said, we cover it all. Um, LSU football, basketball, baseball, recruiting of all three sports. Uh, we were at uh, Jay Johnson at noon today where he talked about finalizing his, his, his roster and um, the final product, and he introduces two new assistant coaches. And uh, that's on the front page of Tiger Bait right now. And if you watch that whole thing, uh, you got to be extremely excited about the future of LSU baseball. So then we're back out there tomorrow, first week of school. So now the practices and, and so forth will be later in the day uh, at 4 o'clock. We'll be out there tomorrow, and uh, we'll have Coach Kelly. And then later in the week we get uh, – Brian Polian to talk special teams after we've gotten the other two coordinators in previous weeks. So uh, we're, you know, less than two weeks out from the home opener, and it's uh, football season's here. Jamboree's later in the yeah. week, and like you said, we cover recruiting, and we're going to be in multiple high school stadiums at the end of the week. Mike, uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, John Emery first. Look, I heard the story over the weekend, suspended for two more games, uh, the Florida State game and the Southern game of this season. And the first thing I'm thinking is, man, you mean this kid's not going to class? Now, I heard what Brian Kelly said in terms of, again, that he was doing everything right on the football field and then, and then couldn't. Um, and then he couldn't uh, com- he couldn't comment on anything that was again um, uh, academic, uh, you know, because of privacy laws. And then the more that the, again we start to see the the onion unpeel on this thing, it is this is a suspension that goes back to last year. Since this time, since last year, when he's been suspended, he's done everything right. He's going to class. His GPA is up. Again, he's done everything that's been asked for him by the football team. Done everything that's been asked for him academically. Uh, at first, I said, well, maybe the kid just is one of those kids that just doesn't want to go to class. He's lazy maybe again he has a learning disability i'm thinking about all these things that could be well, a possibility but mike this seems like overkill the kid has turned his academic life around he's doing what's necessary in class to stay eligible okay he's doing what he needs to do on the football field as well why is the ncaa so dead set on again stopping this kid from having a full season this year this is absolutely well, again overkill and ridiculous i don't know the the full I don't know any specifics about why he's ineligible. I don't believe it is a university deal. I could be wrong, but it could, it's likely an NCA deal. And at each juncture along the way in your career and in your academic calendar, you have to have so many hours towards your degree. And so if you don't, you, you, you get these windows where you're ineligible athletically. And first reaction last year was a lot of piling on because everything that was going wrong under Ed Orgeron. Um, you know, some people say, you know, at some point you got to point the finger at the kid. Probably so. Um, but, man, it, it really is very difficult to not do what you need to get done at, at, as, a, as an LSU football player, or it shouldn't be, with all the supervisors and tutors 
and people who are making sure you're going to class. Um, you know, I, I wish I would have had that much attention on me when I was a student and all the support was given to me as a regular student when I was at LSU. Uh, I would have been much better off uh, in college. But going back to it, I, I don't know what the exact situation is, whether it's LSU or the NCAA, um, but two games isn't going to hurt LSU. And to be honest with you, when I've been out there at practice, and we've been to every practice that we've been allowed to go to, I felt that Emory was the third best running back. I think Armani Goodwin looks the best, and Noah Kane mm-hmm. second. Right. So that, that was some of the reports I got, that right now he's running third team. Uh, with again Kane and Goodwin running in front of him. Yeah, I, I, every time I mean, you know, Brian Kelly likes to talk about guys flashing. Armani Goodwin flashes to me almost every other practice, and so. But look, you, you know, it's a running back position. You want to be able to rotate three. So, uh, and Emery's, uh, you know, we've been talking about him all off season. Is this where the light comes on? Is he going to live up to that five star status that some people had him at coming out of Destrehan? On and on. So, but, you know, I still think LSU can take care of Florida State without him, and certainly Southern Week 2. But he's also a shining example for Brian Kelly to hold up to the rest of his team saying, you see what happens? So you think this could be a situation where, again, he's just not on – he's not on schedule to graduate? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, anybody went to college and struggled or didn't take care of business their first year – knows that you, you know, in order you want to get out of junior division, you have to have so many hours to get out of it. And then uh, you've taken forever to get out of algebra and, and uh, you've got prerequisites for all these other classes. And until you get through that window, you can't take the others. And all that stuff starts to pile up if, you, if you're not taking care of business. Right. And so of course. I think there's a lot of that that's happening right now. Okay. All right. Well, again, that just, it really just seems like a little bit of overkill with two more games for the kid. Uh, especially if, again, from what, what, what I've been told is he's doing everything that's been asked of him, all, on and off the field. So we'll see how that plays out. I've got to ask you about uh, yeah, quarterback. I, I have a hard time, that there, if it was, a hard time believing if there was anything that Jay Tate or right. Scott Woodward could, could uh, check a box on in their office to make him eligible. Uh, I, 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 I think it would happen. Okay. But might not have happened under Orgeron, if you get my drift. No, I get but it. I think it would now. But mm-hmm. So that's why it leads me to believe it's an NCAA deal. Before I came on, people saw you were coming on today. First thing they wanted me to ask, though, was quarterback. Everybody wants to know what you're seeing in terms of the quarterback um, um, battle right now. Um, I've felt since day one that it was going to end up being Jaden Daniels, and I still think so. And each week I've said the, the, I'm, I'm raising the highest odds on Daniels, and, and I still think that. But at the same time, I don't think there's any denying that Nussmeyer is going to see the field. And knowing Brian Kelly's history with quarterbacks at Notre Dame, uh, he will not hesitate to yank a quarterback if they're struggling. Uh, it could be a merry-go-round to one guy's got the hot hand, another guy's making the wrong decisions, and it could be yanking one, putting one in, putting one back in. Uh, I mean, who knows how it could play out. Or Jaden Daniels comes out on fire week one, solidifies his spot, and maybe enough smart seen in spots because of a cleanup or, or LSU getting leads in, in some games in September. Um, and then, of course, you want to get Walker Howard in uh, for, you know, as much as you can without burning a red shirt during the season. But, um, you know, of course, that's absolutely the reason why Miles Brennan decided he, what he did, decided to do a week ago 
because he saw the writing on the wall and was told he wasn't going to be the guy. And honestly, I felt that if Walker Howard was in year two, I, Miles would have been fourth. Yeah, in, interesting there. Offensive line. Look, I had no issue with Brian Kelly. Uh, again, uh, cross-training as many offensive linemen as he could and also trying to find the best five. But we're 13 days out now. Um, at some point, he's got to settle on, again, the final five and then, you know, who's going to be coming off the bench first. How close do you think he is to that? I think he's very close. And, uh, and I think that goes with all spots. When he said what he said the other day about sooner rather than later on naming a starting quarterback, it wouldn't shock me if he did that at some point this week. Um, honestly, so I, I think that's coming and I, and I think it's going to go for a lot of spots. I think he wants to get locked in and, um, I think, what do we get in tomorrow night? I think is our, um, uh, we, we have access to him tomorrow, I believe. And, um, mm, yeah, we get him at six, uh, tomorrow night. I, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it would not shock me if we got him, uh, saying that he's named Daniels a starter tomorrow. Okay. Or maybe right. he waits. Um, maybe he waits after the next scrimmage on Saturday, but I doubt mm-hmm. it. So I, um, I'm I'm on high alert that he name, that he might do it tomorrow night, publicly. What are some other positions where again it's still kind of in flux that you think again he's ready to name a starter or starters? I don't know that it really matters much at the other positions, but a quarterback could be tomorrow or Thursday. Well, you have but, to name you know, a quarterback you got, at some Cam, point. Yeah, you got Cam Wire uh, working out right. at left tackle on mm-hmm. Saturday. He knows what he's got in Will Campbell. I was told, you know, we got 30 minutes on Saturday, and, but you had a lot of family members that got to see the whole thing before the rain came down and it got cut short in okay. Tiger Stadium. But uh, I talked to several people that said that offensive line was getting the best of that first-team defensive line on wow. Saturday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And of course, Brian Kelly's been pretty, you know, uh, you know, vocal or if you want to say opaque or, or mm-hmm. honest about how one day the offense is doing better than the defense and vice versa. And so, this source that I trust, who's a, a former player, mm-hmm. told me that the offensive line is going to be very good. That um, is incredible news. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I don't know what it says about Jaquel and Roy. Mike Scarborough with us. Go ahead, Mike. I don't know what that says about Jaquel and Roy and Allie Gay and and, Mm -hmm. uh, Mason uh, Smith and and those guys on on Saturday, but – um, yeah, but Mike, we think that's the strength of the team, right? I mean, I mean, you look at most people who have seen practice, they believe that the defensive line is going to be the strength of this team. Well, and and maybe iron sharp – the whole iron sharpens iron thing's happening right now. That's that's, that's a great thing. really (laughs) – that's really where you want to be. Yeah, uh, that, I agree. That, that can be great news. Yep, I, I agree. Mike, we only got a couple minutes left. Anything on the recruiting front you want to report? Well, we're just uh, next up is the, the Lance Hurd up at Neville, September 1. They got number one offensive lineman in the state. And unless something happens before them, he's expected to be the 22nd commitment of the class. Man, just killing it. Amazing. Man. Just killing it. It's amazing <laughs> what they've done in two months. It really is. It is amazing. It, and, and, again, it just goes to show you what we've been talking about, right, Mike? This is the foundation year, and you're setting up a foundation that you hope to be able, again, be a, uh, be a top program for the next decade. And this is how you do it. 
And, and uh, yeah, I mean, what, again, I've got no qualms with the way Kelly's handled it. Mid-June, what were they, like the 46th-ranked class oh, in America? Yeah, come on. Yes. Now they're number six. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it might Pe- be higher. Kelly's done like, a great job, man. So, now, again, the games mean something, right? I mean, you've got to get some W's here. But, again, you like what you've seen in the offseason every, every step of the way. You have to if you're a Tiger fan. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other part of it. It's like, uh, you know, uh, they want me to write a, a piece, uh, be a part of this media gaggle uh, in the Advocate, writing our mm-hmm. predictions. And, and you know, we, you and I have talked about it. Sure. The difference between 9-3 and three and, and 7-5 and five is really going to be could be some very close wins or losses. Mm-hmm. So, so far, LSU, the greatest news of all of fall camp is you're heading towards game week and knock on wood, there's been no catastrophic injuries. Yes, amen. That, that, that's huge compared to what we've yes. seen the last two seasons. Oh, yeah. So the only thing you're talking about right now is John Emery missing the first two games. That, that's a big, you'll take that's that all day, every day. You'll take that yeah. all day. If that's the only thing you're dealing with, you'll take it all day, every day. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt about it. Mike, once again, tell us about the site, how folks can subscribe, and they can follow you on social media. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. Follow us on YouTube, LSU Tigers on TigerBait. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell. And, again, go to TigerBait.com. Try us out for $1. You'll get our text alerts, newsletters. And um, choose the annual package for your subscription. And I think you'll be very happy with everything we're rolling out this football season. We've added to our staff and loads of recruiting info. And like I said, there's going to be four of us in high school stadiums this weekend. Beautiful. Beautiful. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for being with each each and every week. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Mike, uh, we'll check in with you next week, bud. All right, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, Mike Marlborough, TigerBait.com. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt, especially if you're in the market for a generator, right? Uh, We've had so many power outages uh, that have gone on uh, over the weekend. Uh, All I can tell you is this. Look, if you're tired of having to deal with, again, power outages, you own your home and your business, it's a prerequisite now to be able to have a generator. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service, they make it easy for you. They do everything for you. The whole process is handled by, again, the team over at, uh, over at Burkhardt, led by Jason Burkhardt. Uh, Jason, again, will come out to your home or your business, sit down with your consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator. The guy, when y'all come to an agreement, uh, he'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Hey, you can finance that over time with low monthly payments. Remember the new install quality check after one month. That's something Burkhardt does for everything they install for you. And then, of course, they take care of the entire process from planning to permits to inspection. they got a ded- dedicated generator team that are experts. And then, of course, if your generator breaks down, whether you've purchased it from Burkhardt or not, they got 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked at their warehouse. They're getting you up and running when it's safe for the crew to come out and get you up and running. You want a company you can trust when it comes to your generator, generator sales and service? It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Henrik Neptunia Gin. Get out there and enjoy, enjoy this limited release uh, gin uh, by Hendrix uh, uh, Gin, uh, part of the super premium gin category. Again, uh, again, it's fast, uh, fast becoming one of the hottest spirits on the market. That's Hendrick Neptunia Gin, available now at your favorite spirit store, also at your favorite restaurants or bars. Uh, that's Hendrick Neptunia Gin. We'll be right back with Mike Triplett of ESPN. 
I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Your burrito prayers have been answered. Taco Bell's double steak grilled cheese burrito is back with that juicy steak smothered in nacho cheese with a three cheese blend that's grilled on top at participating U.S. Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Hours and participation vary. Double the steak claim as compared to the steak quesadilla. Delays are heavy if you're traveling on the eastbound side of the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid right at the airport. In the meantime, look out for delays on 10 westbound from Causeway to Veterans. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side with backups from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Also look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. In the meantime, look out for accidents Rampart at Bienville and also Valence at Perrier and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. 
We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Thanks to Mike Scarborough for joining us on the program. We're just a couple way, minutes away from Mike Trippett of ESPN talking Saints with us. And, of course, don't forget about my friends at Suburban Roofing and Siding. I've known Marty Scoggins over 20 years. And, again, he's been re-roofing South Louisiana for over 20 years. Uh, 504-861-ROOF, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, member, again, the Better Business Bureau. And did you know that Suburban Roofing is only one of 6% of roofing contractors nationwide that is actually certified by the shingle uh, manufacturers? Um, it allows their customers to qualify for the manufacturer's extended warranty program. So it's a win-win. Um, Marty's re- honest and reliable. Uh, and, of course, has always stood behind all of Suburban Roofing's um, quality workmanship. Uh, Suburban Roofing's crews are, again, experts in all types of roofs. Uh, they will even hand-nail your roof, which is a lost art. You know, everybody wants to get in and out. They want to hit you with the hydraulic gun, pop, 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 and move on to the next job. That's not what Marty Scoggins does. The attention to detail is second to none. So much so, I, I told you the story. Marty did, did our roof, and Marty was a real big part reason why, again, my, our insurance company ended up, again, bu- uh, buying the entire roof. You know, they, they, they sent a couple adjusters out, and, uh, and during that time, you know, they wanted to patch here, patch there, and, you know, it was an older roof, but, but it was, again, it was affected by Hurricane Ida. It was, it was, it was damaged by Hurricane Ida. Uh, Marty went up with the uh, adjuster, sat down, I mean, stood up on the roof, pointed out all the issues, and, of course, the, the, the insurance company ended up buying the roof. Uh, Marty's uh, crews came out, put the roof on, on the house in a day, and, and my neighbors were so impressed by the workmanship and what they did, uh, we're on at least four now neighbors in my, in, on my block that have used suburban roofing to put their roof uh, on their home after, again, Ida affected it. And, and may, maybe a couple more before it's all said and done. Suburban roofing and siding. Marty's been at it for over 20 years. Don't deal with a storm chaser. Deal with a company, again, that's here, born and bred right here in New Orleans, and will be here for the long term. That's suburban roofing. 504-861-ROOF. That's 504-861-ROOF. All right, um, let's head to the guest line. Joining us for the program does a great job for ESPN. Mike Trippett, one of the senior members of the uh, of the uh, sports media here in this town. Mike, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Eric. Always good to have you, Mike. Mike, uh, before we get started, um, when you look at the uh, at, at the team now, and, and you know we we. With the three game, we're now with just three preseason games and, and, and having the, the one game, the one uh, uh, dual practice with the Packers. Are you anticipating um, some of the starters playing on Friday against the Chargers, or is this a situation where uh, Dennis may just hold these guys out until the regular season? What, what's your vibe there? You 
you know what? I got to be honest. It's really hard for me to get a good vibe. And I asked Dennis Allen a question last night. He didn't really give me a, a, a direct answer. He hasn't he hasn't revealed his plans for this preseason game yet. But my question was whether his plans may have changed based on some of the injuries. And he said it's constantly evolving because what I found interesting was first of all we don't know we've never seen the Saints have three preseason games before because they used to always have four and then last year they only had two because of the hurricane Um, I always anticipated that the starters would play once like I thought we would see Jameis Winston once and I thought we'd see Michael Thomas probably once even in small doses but I didn't know if that would be the second preseason game or the third preseason game and then, obviously, of course, both of those guys have now dealt with minor injuries. Jameis Winston was back in team drills today. Um, but the fact that they're you know, probably going to tread carefully with his foot injury, maybe he doesn't play, and Michael Thomas is now dealing with a hamstring, so I'm almost sure he won't play this week. I think if those guys had never had those minor injuries, maybe we would have seen them in a game. And I, I bet that's how we would typically treat a preseason is to – to get at least a glimpse of those guys, but but that throws a wrench into the the trying to guess what's going to happen. Yeah, Mike, do you, do, do you know? Does the media know if it's the same leg um, that the, the Mike's having the hamstring problem with that, that he had the ankle surgery? I don't know. I don't know. We he had not. Uh, there was a follow up question asked today, but he, he stayed vague on it. Now, the only the only clue we have is that he called it a little hamstring, um, which implies not serious, not significant, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously we're doing some guesswork there. Yeah, of course. Uh, how about, you know, uh, the, the same thing, obviously, right now when you uh, when you look at the linebacker position and Pete Werner, he's still been on the yeah. side. Uh, we did see no, him no today, word. though. Yeah, we saw him working with trainers, uh, which is a good sign mm-hmm. uh, that hopefully it's it's pretty minor with him. And, and look, they're always overcautious with guys at this sure. time of year. Um so, and and, and it, they're also under more of a microscope. It always cracks me up a little bit how, at the time, because we go out there day after day after day, if a guy misses like eight days of practice, it feels like, you know, he, he tore his ACL. <laughs> and <laughs> and in, in season, you know, if a guy misses one game and he's back by the next Wednesday, you think, oh, that was minor. But yeah. it's just under such a microscope in training camp that and they're going to be overcautious. And, boy, there's no reason to push somebody as important as that at this time of year. And the same with like Marcus Davenport and whatever Martian Lattimore is dealing with right now. But James um, Hurst, <laughs> you know, when we see him, when we give you your practice, like when they put release the official practice report on Wednesday of week one of the season uh, and, and guys are listed as fully participating and not eliminated, that, that's when you usually uh, breathe that deep breath and realize that, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, even if a guy misses a lot of training cramp time, uh, that's that's the goal is that he practices mm-hmm. fully that week. Mike, speaking of a microscope, um, uh, Trevor Penning's been under one, and rightly so, yeah. being, again, one of the number one picks. I thought he played better this week. What was your without analysis? Question. Yeah, without question. And, um, look, he's, a, he, he's further ahead as a run blocker than he is as a pass protector. Um, got... You know, had a few struggles with some pass protection things in that in that first game and less in the second game. But in both games, I think he graded out really well as a as a run blocker, and that matches what we've seen in training camp, and it matches his uh, his draft profile, and it matches where he is as a guy who's trying to make the transition from 
from Northern Iowa to a different level of competition in the pros and certainly a different level of, of speed rusher with arsenals of moves that he's going to face in the pros. So, um, look, all along, when they drafted him, and this was what they were saying on the record, this is what people have told me privately. This was not a, we drafted him in the first round, so he's a, you know, he's a disappointment if he doesn't uh, win that week one starting job. They drafted him as a long-term, like, one day this guy's going to be awesome, and it's, it's a bonus if he shows us enough early on to, mm-hmm. to win the job. But they have James Hurst here because they definitely trust him to start in week one. And Penning's timetable will be based, you know, solely on Penning. When he's ready and it's sure. obvious that he's ready, then, then he'll earn it. But they, they're not going to force him into that role until he's ready. I've always thought again the tackle eligible, uh, you know, that, in that heavy, yeah. um, uh, that heavy line. Um, uh, Zach uh, said he has a chance to be the best one in Saints history. Yeah, and I mean, it, it works for Streif. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it gets him ready, gets him active, and then he's playing. He's yeah. he's playing in a, he's in a system where he's run blocking, right? So yeah. they, again, that's right his forte. That's right up his alley. Yeah. So he's well, going to get some yeah, confidence there. He didn't say that's the. The definite vision for him. I think he said something like, "At the very least, if he's not starting right. week one, he'll be the he'll be the best uh, jumbo tight end <laughs> in Saints history." Yeah, but that's that's going a long way because the streak was a pretty darn good one. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me ask you about the back end of the roster when it comes to the wide receiver position. Uh, Dixon looks like, again, he might be a guy could be a practice squad guy. They move Merritt yep. to running back, from what I understand. Uh, uh, do you, what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, do you think a guy like Traquan Smith makes the team? Uh, Kevin White? Where, what, what do you think is going to happen there? You, you just listed a lot of names, and uh, what a difference from a year ago, huh, Eric? Uh, um, yeah, I would say in a normal year, a guy like Kirk Merritt would be screaming – you know, project him to make the roster. And I don't think he was moved to running back. I don't think moving him to running back this week, I think it's a good sign for him, not a bad sign. I think I think that shows you that the conversations they're having are, all right, we like what we've seen from this guy so much. You know, how would we put a sixth or seventh receiver on this 53-man roster? Because he's just not going to play enough snaps at receiver to justify that like, well, what if he's also our backup kick returner and our fourth running back? And, you know, then all of a sudden you're like, all right, maybe maybe he, mm-hmm. maybe he will play enough total snaps in all of these roles to justify being on the 53-man roster. So I, I think that's why they're looking at expanding his versatility because um, I think he's got a real shot at it. Uh, Dixon, unfortunately, maybe in another year uh, he would be showing enough. Um, and, and Kevin White, I think he's having his best camp, and, and he's looked the mm-hmm. best we've seen him. And obviously they've continued to invest in him despite some of the, the shortcomings from earlier in his career for a reason, and some of that seems to be coming together. So a, a lot of guys who practice squad at the very least, um, even their seventh-round pick, Juan Baker, he's facing a suspension to begin the season. Right. He's done some nice things in camp. So, um, uh, you know, a lot of guys. But uh, um but we've got the six that we know, and six is mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, it's obviously Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, and and look, if Michael Thomas is dealing with a hamstring and injury in week one, that that changes the numbers. I don't I don't know that we're worried he is going to be, but um, obviously injury would change things. But when healthy, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, write him in in you know in ink and underline him and highlight him, and then Deontay Hardy. I would say the same thing, and obviously he's the kick returner, but. He's going to play receiver snaps. So that's four right there, and four is almost enough. Fifth is is almost a luxury. And I think Traquan Smith still, despite 
Uh, the fact that he missed out the, on that TD catch and, and he's been a little disappointing. I think the fact that he's probably their best blocking wide receiver, uh, that he plays all three receiving positions, uh, I think that gives him a slight edge over Marquez Callaway when everyone's healthy. Uh, but then Callaway has been playing a ton of snaps with the ones at the X while Michael Thomas isn't practicing because he was sort of mm-hmm. the next man up at the X receiver position. Um, so um, I'm going to project all six make the roster and when healthy, maybe Smith over Callaway on game days. You know, it just depends on the mm-hmm. roster configuration. But um, I'm still going to project all six to make the team. But but obviously Smith, with all that competition Smith is facing now, he's he's going to have to keep delivering to stay on it. Mike Triplett of ESPN, our guest. Mike, uh, running back, Washington and Jones seem to be very, very valuable on special teams. It looks like Smith may be a candidate for the practice squad. We talked about Merritt maybe being in the mix there. Do you think both Jones and Washington make the team, or it's one or the other? Yeah, No, they're not competing against each other. I mean, Washington, Washington will either make – Washington is mostly competing against other special team specialists. I mean, he's been on this he, – he's been a mainstay on this team the same way linebacker Craig Robertson was, cornerback Justin Hardy was, you know, um, uh, back in the day, wide receiver Courtney Roby was. He's a, he's a special teams first, and as a bonus, he's your emergency, you know, third or fourth running back on game day. So it, he doesn't have to be the third running back to earn his spot on the roster. And I'm going to project him to make the roster, but if he doesn't, it'll be because somebody beat him out at, at the, in those special teams roles. Uh, which I, I don't have any reason to think that's going to happen. So I, I'm going to project him to make the roster. Mm-hmm. But because of him, it does make it a little harder to you know add a fifth running back. Um, right. So I do agree with you that it's hard to, to assume that Jones, Washington, and Smith all make the roster. That would come down to Smith also having to earn a special teams role, I think. Now, that's one of the main things they said about him when they drafted him. He was excellent at special teams um, in college and actually – that's a big part of the reason why they moved him to linebacker because he was so good at hitting guys. Um, and he is a powerful runner who really looks the part when you see him running the ball. I, I don't. I have a hard time believing that Tony Jones isn't third man up in week one, though he, you know, especially since they just cut Devin Azigbo. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, you know, it Kamara Ingram and I would guess Jones at running back. But mm-hmm. if any of those guys is able to to show enough and add special teams to it, that could move them ahead. I want to ask you about Justin Evans, who, again, started with, with um, Tampa, yeah. uh, has some issues there. He's got some great range is one of the things I've noticed yeah. about him. You think he makes the team? Um, you know what? I have not done an updated 53-man projection. I'm not keeping a running one, and I probably should be. It's probably something I'll do maybe during practice tomorrow uh, just to see how the numbers have changed. But when I did one heading into training, I had got Bryce Thompson. On, on there, uh, safety and, and corner are so deep um, that it, it was hard to, to. There were a couple guys I wanted to keep that that I ended up cutting, uh, and Justin Evans was one of them. But I, I liked Bryce Thompson in part because he's a guy who could play corner and safety and had that versatility at nickel and dime. And and so I think my instinct is that since Bryce Thompson unfortunately suffered the injury and went on IR, mm-hmm. that that maybe I just slide Evans right into that spot. 
Yeah, he, I mean, he's a pro, and, and, and he's got the kind of yeah. range that Williams had that, again, that maybe we don't see in a May or a, Ma- or a Tyron Matthew, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I was intrigued. Um, I do want to ask you yeah. about the backup linebacker position because I think everybody's, you know, kind of oh, you know, yeah, wondering, okay, how's up. that going to shake out? Every time you watch a practice or a game, you, you list two new guys who are standing out. Um, um, now, obviously, I, I think the depth is good. This is similar to what we were talking about at the back end of the receiver position. Tons of candidates. You know, I still think it's important returns. Yeah, I think you want all of them to be, you know, part-time players. I think Eric Wilson has probably consistently looked the best. Now, he's a veteran who started in the league, so that's probably not surprising. Uh, but I'm going to pencil him into my roster. I'm going to pencil Caden Ellis, obviously, on there. He does a lot on mm-hmm. special teams yes. and, and you know, plays that strong side linebacker, backup Mike linebacker. I put Andrew Dowell on there because he's been so good on special teams. And so that leaves uh, Nephi Sewell has really stood out. Chase Hansen has obviously stood out in moments. Mm-hmm. John Bostick they signed last week, and he looked right. good in the game. He had a pretty good game, um, right? I feel like I'm leaving off one more who's who's flashed a couple of times. So it's a really uh, crowded position all of a sudden. That's going to be one of the hardest ones to – to win your sort of 53-man uh, roster projection bingo card. <laughs> yeah. Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, ESPN, how to follow you on social media, and what you got coming up for us in terms of, um, of uh, your writings. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a reporter dedicated to uh, every NFL team, and now in the, for the time being, two of us with Catherine Terrell, yes. obviously. Uh, and I've just been working on sort of some longer-term feature stories. Unfortunately, one of the ones I was – working on was about uh, their undrafted rookie offensive lineman, Sage Dokestater, who uh, who was waived with an injury uh, last week. Mm-hmm. He's on their IR right now. So hopefully I have a good excuse to resurrect that story again because he's got a real fascinating backstory. Uh, but I'll be working on some features, still doing a lot of the fantasy stuff that I've been doing uh, as, as we continue to transition uh, the role over to Cap. Beautiful. Mike, thanks so much as always, my friend. Uh, it's uh, it's at Mike Triplett on ESPN, right? On, on, on Twitter, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you so much as always, bud. Thanks a lot, Eric. There you go. That's Mike Triplett of, of ESPN joining us on the on the program. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC breaks down. It's pretty simple. Just remember Burkhardt. They got 15 trucks in the field for you, 30-minute courtesy call. When we do the work that's necessary, we'll never gouge you, never cheat you, never come up with, again, some, you know, fake excuse for a part that needs to be replaced. You know, I mean, it's just not what they do. Again, honesty is the is what, is what they live by. And, and of course, at Burkhardt, they're authorized to service, uh, again, all brands. And if you're in the market for a new system, System. They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. After our service is available, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program is brought to you by Henry Neptunia Gin. Get out there and enjoy again uh, a cocktail with Henry Neptunia Gin. Uh, it is a limited edition gin in the super premium gin category. Only going to be out for one year. That means in March of, of 2023, it's gone. So get out there and again, uh, stock up now on Henry Neptunia Gin. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. When you wake up with that irresistible urge for a Mickey D's breakfast sandwich and you quietly slip out of the house before everybody else wakes up... Just make sure you slip back in the house with enough for everyone. Because the aroma of a Mickey D's breakfast is unmistakable. McGriddles, nice. Good looking out, bro. Mmm, now this is a good morning. Hey, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, uh, read me the manual. Using a Phillips screwdriver, What was that? This sounds like another language to me. Okay, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big, then pay someone to do it for us. Maybe. What's next? Next, Pony Ostium Pronus and Terra. Was that one Latin? Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Marketing your business on social media these days can be a real challenge. Knowing the difference between a boost and a post or a click and a like can make your head swim. Plus, the time and attention you lose from, you know, actually running your business. But don't worry, Cumulus Media is here to help and give you your time back. Our turnkey social media marketing options help you reach more than 1.1 million active users in the metro area on Facebook and Instagram and turn them into your customers. Contact us today to get started at NOLA Cumulus Cares at Cumulus.com and ask about our Plus 20 special. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. 
Uh, again, first of all, again, if you're looking for a place where you get your largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, you found it. You can even order your tires online on, at, at uh, southerntire.com. Of course, uh, wheels and tires at the 30 inches for you. Uh, if you're looking for a, ve- a place where that has uh, your vehicle, we can keep it on the road. Southern Tire can do that for you as well with the latest diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership and ASC certified technicians. Looking for a company you can trust? It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline, and Mentory. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504 737 1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com for all the information you need on Southern Tire. Again, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline, and Mentory. You can trust Southern Tire. All right, Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com.
Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital partners. Download are absolutely free uh, for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home pace. Uh, every time I say everywhere, the dog looks up at me like I'm crazy. I guess so. I am a little bit crazy. Um, the, uh, our podcast is everywhere. You can check it out on your favorite podcasting pod form at um, uh, uh, Inside New Orleans Show uh, or Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher. Either way, you'll be able to pick that up. Uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram or our social media platforms. Um, don't forget this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, we're going to be joined by Doug Mouton, Sports Director at WWL uh, TV. Looking forward to have him on the program. That's Thursday, live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also live stream on the WLATV YouTube page, and then come the rebroadcast. 6 p.m. on LAE, 10 p.m. on the Deuce. That's WLATV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com, and always on the WLATV YouTube page. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Again, um, uh, I'm telling you right now, hot. And I'm talking hot, hot, hot. Okay? Uh, but yet the uh, uh, Andrews Neptunia Gin is refreshing, uh, especially for the spring and summer months. Uh, it is the latest uh, in the um, uh, uh, highest uh, in, in the Supreme Gin category uh, for Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Um, uh, we've, we've seen it now with both um, uh, Lunar and Midsummer Solstice. Uh, and it's no different now. With uh, again, uh, Henrik Neptunia Gem. Notes of coastal freshness, balanced with fresh notes of citrus, and the citrus really comes through. Uh, Looning juniper character, and again, juniper is always going to be in gin, right? Uh, and then it's lengthened with again deep earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals. Uh, Leslie Gracie, the uh, the master distiller, uh, again putting this uh, this great um, uh, spirit together. Uh, it's got a again. Those fresh, fresh coastal herbs, an unmistakable cross, uh, crisp citrus finish. Uh, again, this limited edition Henrik's Gin can be found at your favorite spirit store, your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar. Look, here are some of the cocktails. Uh, the Henrik's Neptunia Fizz, Henrik's uh, Neptunia and Tonic, uh, Henrik's Neptunia Curious Cucumber Margarita, uh, the Henrik's uh, ne- uh, Neptunia Gimlet, if you want to go way back, right? I mean, just mixes so easy. And I'm telling you, once you try it once, uh, you're going to go stock up on a bunch of bottles. Because remember, it's only around until March of 2023. Henrik's Neptunia Gin, a proud sponsor uh, of our Monday program. And mix is so easy, man. Uh, get out there and enjoy it. All right. Um, thanks to Mike Scarborough, Mike Triplett, for joining us on hour number one. Larry Holder will join us at 535 this afternoon. Just some quick notes uh, as we jump into it. Jameis Winston returned to practice today, did 11 on 11. Uh, we again, we talked to Mike about it. Mike's not sure if anybody's gonna 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 play in terms of the veterans on on Friday night against the Chargers. We'll see how that plays out. That's the only home preseason game uh, for the Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas is out with a hamstring injury. Not known again how serious or if it is the same leg that he had the surgery on with his ankle. And then again, as I mentioned in the first hour, Ross Jackson reporting a slew of Saints out uh, today. Uh, Taysom Hill was out. Michael Thomas was out. Uh, Kevin White was out. Lattimore continues to be out. Uh, Dwayne Washington was out. Uh, P.J. Williams was out. Uh, Hanson was out. That's not good news. He's often injured. <laughs> uh, Cesar Ruiz was out. Uh, Taco Charlton was out. Uh, Landon Young continues to be out. James Hurst continues to be out. Adam Troutman was out. Uh, so, again, um, 
you've also got um, uh, Werner and uh, and Alante Taylor where we're on the sidelines working with um, trainers. So, again, maybe that means they're on their way back. Kurt Merritt was moved to the running back position. I agree with Mike. That means they're trying to be able to find a way to be able to keep him on this roster. Uh, he had a great kickoff return. And, of course, uh, uh, again, you know, dropped a couple passes. But he's got incredible speed. And they really like what they're seeing in him. And I like it, too. I'm going to tell you right now. That's because he's a New Orleans kid. Kid's got some potential. Uh, along with, again, Deshaun uh, uh, Dixon, uh, who, again, I think is a practice squad guy. Um uh, and then was, I, I laughed about the Blake Gilligan situation, right? He kicks an 81-yard punt. I mean, he was booming them all night. Uh, and he gets drug tested. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Now, the Saints did cut uh, Divina Zigbo, K.J. Costello, and John Parker Romo, the kicker. Uh, so we'll see how, again, that plays out. I mentioned in the first hour, uh, I thought the Saints were undisciplined. I thought they were sloppy. Uh, but, again, I, you can't get don't, – don't get too excited about, about any – or too low on anything because it's just – it's the backups and camp bodies, Okay. Um, so, I mean, they're the ones that were making the, 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 the uh, problems, uh, you know, all the mistakes. And they happened the same thing in the Texans game, although you feel better about the Texans game, don't you? I mean, you walk away from the second preseason game against Green Bay, and you don't really don't feel like you did when, you, when, uh, when they played at Houston, right? Because um, the Saints dominated Houston for the first 58 minutes, uh, and then it broke down with the backups uh, in that, in that two-minute drill. Um, you know, you... You like to feel good about this team, but they were just too sloppy, too many penalties, too many turnovers. And it's alarming, really, how undisciplined this team was. Now, look, I didn't see the workouts last Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Uh, I was hoping that NFL Network would carry them. They did not uh, versus the Packers. But from what we understand, again, the starters and the immediate backups are going against the Packers. It was a fairly even in terms, again, who won those days. So I've always said this. Preseason is a mirage. It's fool's gold. I could care less about the score of a preseason game. Um, I'm looking to see how you played the game. And I thought the Saints played, a, played again, much better against Houston than they did against Green Bay. Um, and not, not because Green Bay dominated them physically, but because the Saints were sloppy and undisciplined. So, and that's the, what led to the success for Green Bay more than anything else. Um, I want to be interested to see again how this plays out. Because is he going to play uh, anyone in, in uh, any one of, of significance in, against the Chargers? Um, I've talked about hardening the body, but also again, you gotta, you want to be playing as a unit, right? Because you want to be able to play error-free football when you come into the regular season. Now, have they done enough in practice to do that? You don't want turnovers, penalties. Uh, you don't want to have sloppy play. I mean, it's unsaints-like football, at least during the Peyton era. I mean, he demanded, okay, that again, that you didn't turn the ball over, you didn't play sloppy football, or he had fear of, of losing your job, and of course, he enforced it. With Dennis Allen, we're seeing a kinder, gentler coach. I don't, I don't know if he's instilling fear in, in, into this team. Okay, I don't know if he's the disciplinarian that maybe, again, that, uh, that Peyton was. Well, well, only time will tell. I mean, uh, I mean individually and collectively, if, if, uh, if guys made mistakes with Peyton, they got the wrath of Peyton. It was hell to pay. So when you look at this team going forward with only one more preseason game left, I ask the question, Without live game reps, how do you build that continuity? How do you prevent those penalties and turnovers as you go into the regular season? I mean, the, one, the bad thing about the NFL now is it takes a quarter of the season for all teams to get, the, get kind of get acclimated, right? Because of the lack of hitting, the lack of practice, uh, you know, physical practices and against preseason games. And you don't, want to, you don't want to put your starters out there for fear of injury. So, I mean... Um, there's a balance there in getting game reps, again, for the starters in preseason and trying to stay healthy for the regular season.
Uh, as far as the game goes, just too sloppy, okay? Too many mistakes, turnovers. I thought Penning got really good work, and I thought he played much better. I thought Ruiz did, uh, uh, as well as, again, Peyton Turner. Look, Roach is going to be one of your guys in the rotation, but he just made a really stupid play with that helmet down, but hit on Love on third and 19 uh, in Packers territory. It led to that penalty, which led to a Packer touchdown. But I'm going to say right now, he rebounded after getting chewed out on the sideline by the coaching staff. He played well down the stretch. And then, of course, there's Olave, who, again, looked really good once, once again. And I'm telling you right now, uh, this song goes off in my head when, uh, when, when he scores the touchdown against the Packers. Can, can, can I get the song? Can, can you give me a little Dean Martin here? Volare, oh, and, of course, I'm singing, Olave, oh, 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 oh. I mean, I can just picture the Superdome doing that, right? You can cut it now, my, um, Rudy. Uh, but, uh, I mean, wouldn't that be great to have the entire dome going, Olave, oh, when he scores a touchdown? Because I got excited. I'm thinking, Mike Hoss, grab that, steal it, take it. Uh, he showed really great flashes. So did Wilson, the linebacker. And I got to say, Bostic, who, again, I kind of wrote off early, um, uh, he showed something. Again, he was going against guys that are going to be, again, going, uh, going out for USFL and XFL teams. But still, as a 10-year veteran, he showed something. So did Ellis. I thought the secondary was a little porous. Give a lot of credit to the special teams, especially, again, Lutz with a 59-yard field goal. That thing would have been good for 65. Surprised he didn't get drug tested. And, of course, Gilligan, uh, as we mentioned, booming punts. Um, I'll just say it right now, and I'm going to go over this tomorrow. This is not a lot of roster spots available on this team, folks. This is not, okay? Um, you can go and look at the, at the roster right now, and I bet you in about, in about 10 minutes you could put together the Saints roster, final roster if you've been paying attention. Uh, I think they're pretty much set at this point. I think most guys are vying for third string of practice squad. So we'll see. Um, but, again, you got to like the fact that Penning, Ruiz, Turner, they got uh, reps. Um, uh, guys that have been injured, young inexperienced guys, that, again, that have gotten some reps here. Hopefully that's going to pay off in the regular season. Um, so we'll see how it kind of play, plays out. Look, as far as Ian Book goes, uh, I, I think we've seen the book on book, right? Uh, a guy that can maybe be a practice squad player for a team, uh, but is never going to be a starter in this league. Uh, he's a guy that maybe should look at the Canadian Football League or, or maybe one of the other uh, spring leagues, and I think he could be a guy that, that could star there. I just don't think he has what it takes to do it in the NFL. Now, I'd be interested to see if the Saints go with Book on the practice squad and do what I've been saying, is, which goes with two quarter, go with two quarterbacks and have Taysom Hill as the emergency third stringer, using only, again, the – practice squad quarterback as a scout quarterback on, on, on the scout team. Now, Book can do that because he can emulate other, te- other quarterbacks. He's got the ability to drop back and throw the ball. He's got the ability to be able to, again, get on the, on the move. So we'll see, again, how that, that plays out going forward. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I think at this point we've seen a lot from him. Uh, and I mean, we've seen a lot of time on, on, the, on task, but not a lot from him. Um, so overall, look, I, I said it, I thought Evans has great range of safety. He's going to be tough to be able to, uh, to keep out of there. And also, again, um, I was really impressed uh, with, um, uh, with, with Merritt's uh, ability on special teams as well. Uh, as far as the, the running back position, look, I think I said it before, Washington, Jones, I, I don't know how you cut those guys because of their special teams prowess. Uh, Zigbo was cut over the weekend, and I think Smith is going to end up on the practice squad. The, the, the wild card here is Merritt. What are you going to do? They want to keep him 
So, again, are you keeping three running backs down for the special teams? We'll see again how ultimately how this, um, this shakes out uh, at, at the end of the week. So, look, let's see some discipline play out of this team. Let's get rid of, again, the penalties and, and, the, and the turnovers. And let's get back to looking with, uh, against Saints football. This is a very good team if they live up to their potential. But, again, you can't get too high or too low on, on preseason games with guys that are ultimately not going to be, again, major contributors to this team. And that's what we really saw against Houston and Green Bay. All right, I want to shift gears for a moment. I want to shift gears to the week that was uh, in our city. And, you know, I, I use the word a lot, mind-blowing. Because it is mind-blowing. Last week, we had the mayor and the criminal sheriff both dealing with, again, federal consent decrees, right? They went to court trying to get their – the mayor did on the federal consent decree for the the police to try to get that uh, taken off. And uh, at the same time, the other judge that's in charge of the consent decree for Orleans Parish Prison uh, was giving her take on, again, how the sheriff has done thus far. Uh, They both got lambasted by the judges for not following the decree. And because of that, the city, again, will continue to be strangled by the consent decrees in both cases. Um, in both cases, the judges were, were not impressed by the leadership of both those women. Um, the sheriff had inmates last week taken over a pod. Uh, she continues a lack of transparency, refusing to turn over public records uh, to media outlets. The mayor, again, she just might have, might have had the worst week uh, since she's been uh, mayor of the city. When you look at all, the, again, the faux pas. Uh, it started off with what, Target, announcing Target is coming to New Orleans East. When Target was, was questioned about that, Target said, uh, we have no idea what you're talking about, okay? Uh, she said that the Lowe's site was under contract and that Target was coming in. Target had no idea what she was talking about. Uh, that, that was in a District E meeting, I believe. At the District A meeting uh, on Thursday night, she threatened that Mardi Gras was off. That, that again, that Mardi Gras was going to be canceled because of lack of police protection. There was an off-the-cup remark. That should never have been made. And, and I said it last week. It's hard to believe that a sitting mayor would make a statement about the possibility of, of, of canceling Mardi Gras in August. It's, it's a, you know, because, again, her words have consequence, and it did. Okay? It did. Uh, this is a statement that went around the world. Okay? And look, I said it before. The issue we're having right now with the NOPD, it started with Nagin. Uh, it bubbled up again more, more with, with Mitch Landrieu, and it has is, it is turned into a catastrophic situation now under, uh, under Latoya Cantrell's lack of leadership. But you don't make this comment. And look, one of the things I talked about last week was what? We don't have enough cops. We know we don't have enough cops, but yet the party goes on. The Final Four was in New Orleans. The Sugar Bowl was in New Orleans. Jazz Fest, French Quarter Fest, Mardi Gras last year, Essence. All these things happen. Why would you make a comment like that? And send the message to, again that, you know, the New Orleans is closed once again. The tourist economy, uh, again, is closed. And threaten, the, again, the lifeblood of our city. It made no sense. It made no sense. And I said this last week. I think she's drunk on power. You can't just keep making these kind of comments and, again, not have things to back it up. Just last week, the comments that she made. Okay? And I'll say it again. True leaders find solutions to problems facing the city. They don't threaten the lifeblood of our economy, and they don't, again, by, again make these, these uh, uh, situations worse by her comments. And then you had the situation on Friday where you had two women in two separate instances that were carjacked by a 13-year-old and his two young accomplices at gunpoint. Now, Mayor Cantrell sat in the courtroom as a character witness for the 13-year-old. Uh, she sat next to the attacker's mother, from what we understand, 
in support, in support of that 13-year-old gunman. Now, look, uh, some people are, are, are going to say it was a toy gun. Look, let me say this first of all. Supporting a criminal who used a gun in the execution of a violent crime, how is that possible for a sitting mayor? And, and I don't care if it was a toy gun or not. It's immaterial, okay? The mayor lacks the ability to make sound decisions, period, the end, okay? She was canceling Mardi Gras, then she had to come out and retract that statement. Again, she had to, she was talking about the, 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 the uh, situation last week with Target, egg on her face there. And these off-the-cuff comments, again, are just hurting the city. I mean, she shook the tourism industry again, and, and, that, and that comment reached around the world. Not because she's a great mayor, because Mardi Gras is bigger than any sitting mayor, okay? Especially Cantrell. And then, of course, sitting in the court publicly supporting a 13-year-old criminal who committed uh, violent crimes against two women in our city in two separate instances, but it's more than that. Come to find out, Channel 6 was the first to report that it was a toy gun that was being used in the perpetration of the crime. And that it wasn't just two women that were carjacked. It was actually five different people that were carjacked on that day by these three, three young kids using a toy gun. Now, it doesn't matter. In the eyes of the law and the victims, it doesn't matter whether it's a toy gun or not. Toy gun or real. Uh, in, in the perpetration of a crime, it takes the crime to another level. And here's the mayor sitting next to the in the uh, mother of the of the individual who perpetrated the crime and then when the kid was asked if he wanted to be able to say anything to the victims he says nah now judge darrensburg he he uh, again he basically didn't uh, didn't get, gave the kid a slap on the wrist he gave the 13 year old gunman a, a three year suspended sentence for the five carjackers in this case the two carjackers they went they went and that which means no jail time now, the judge claims that the mayor's support of the victim had no bearing on his decision. But the fact is, just because this 13-year-old gunman who was using a toy gun went through eight months of programming in a diversionary program and was currently compliant, the judge said that's why he gave the slap on the wrist. And he goes, he didn't call it a slap on the wrist. Now, even the d- district attorney, who's been notoriously soft on crime in our city, right? He said, and I'm going to quote his statement, based on the facts, evidence, and circumstances, that serious jail time was required to ensure accountability and public safety, end quote. So even, the, again, the DA has been notoriously soft on crime, even though it was a toy gun, he was a 13 years old, he felt there should have been some type of more consequences than three-year suspended sentence and no jail time. And you wonder why our city's unsafe? You wonder why the criminals are, are skewing younger and more violent? There are no consequences for their actions. And in this case... To have the mayor as a character witness for one of the, again, the criminals and not standing up for the victims? I mean, it's amazing. I mean, think about that for a second. Think about the week that was. Starts off with the target situation. That's bogus. That's, again, okay. Then, then it goes to I'm canceling Mardi Gras, which she has to retract later. Uh, in, in between there, she, again, appoints a former council member who, again, is a member of the same political organization as her, bold to, to again, a sweetheart um, um, uh, deal with, within her administration where he's getting like $85,000 a year to be, a, a, again, an urban planner. Are you kidding me? Uh, that is, a, again, an a, 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 a insider political appointee if there ever was one. And then, of course, this situation with, again, sitting on, on the side of the um, courtroom with the mother or the family of, again, the individuals who, again, not committed one, not committed two, not committed three, not four, not, not, but five carjackings, violent carjackings with a, with a gun 
and you say it was a toy gun, it was a toy gun. Immaterial. Look, if this was when I was a kid and you walked into a store with a toy gun, uh, the merchant probably would have laughed at you, right? Uh, because kids weren't going up and, and being stick-up kids back then. If, if it was when I was a kid and you had a toy gun and, and, you, st- and you stuck it in the faces of somebody that was getting out their car, they would have laughed at you. Today, nobody's laughing. People are scared. And the fact that this kid used a toy gun to perpetrate these crimes and that did once, twice, three, four, five times and gets a slap on the wrist, three years suspended sentence. And oh, by the way, the mayor is sitting again supporting the kid because he said he went through a diversionary program. Give me a break. You have to be, if you're, as the mayor of the city of New Orleans, you have to, again, think these things out before you do them. And I'm going to say right now, I, 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 look, Megan, they, they, the, the citizens of the city tried unsuccessfully to have Negan uh, impeached, taken out of office. There was a movement to do the same thing with Landrieu. It's just so difficult to recall a sitting public official in Louisiana. But when is enough enough for the citizens of the city of New Orleans? It's bad enough you had the apathy that you didn't go to the, go to the polls. Only 28% of you showed up. And the rest of you sat home on a beautiful day, a beautiful election day, by the way. Would have taken you five minutes to go vote against her, and you didn't do it. So here we are, one blunder after another. At what point, uh, again, is it oh, yes, enough and enough, and you're going to file a recall petition and sign it? And I'm going to say this. This is for the black community. When are you going to get fed up? Well, seriously. You're the victim of most of the crimes in, in this town. Okay, everybody's dealing with, again, garbage pickup that's, that's not happening. Now you got once a week garbage pickup, but you, you, you're still paying for two garbage pickups. I mean, there are so many things that are wrong in this city right now that are not being fixed. And oh, by the way, the mayor's on a, on a first class trip now to, to Washington, D.C. She continues her world tour. You know, you can't have an absentee mayor, period, the end. And we've got one. So when is enough enough in New Orleans? When is enough enough? Just sad. Last week was, again, as bad of a week that you've ever seen for a public official, maybe in the history of this state and the history of this city, the blunders that she went through. And, again, what a slap in the face to, the, to the, again, the victims of these crimes, that, again, to see her sitting in the, in, in the, in the uh, courtroom, again, supporting the perpetrator of the crime and not, and not supporting the victims of the crime. Absolutely amazing. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm Eric Asher. Coming up next, it's going to be Larry Holder of The Athletic. We'll switch back to sports. Uh, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, call Burkhardt. Let them at least give you a price. They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And at Burkhardt, the service at the sale is impeccable. Only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, their skilled crews also are experts in, again, installing air conditioning systems. Uh, they all take on the tough jobs as well. Look, I've, I've seen, I've, this is one of the things about Burkhardt. It's a very tight situation in a lot of cases when, you, when you're trying to put in these central systems in, in the city of New Orleans because you don't have a lot of backyard, etc. Burkhardt thrives on, again, the tough systems that need to be put in. So you've got a tough one, and, again, the AC guys that have been coming out saying, I don't know if we can get that done for you. You reach out to Burkhardt. Believe me, they can get it done for you. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia Gym. It's a limited edition gym uh, that is part of, again, the Hendrix uh, brand. Uh, it is only out for uh, a year. Uh, get out there and enjoy, again, Hendrix Gym with that, uh, Hendrix Neptunia Gym with that unmistakable crisp finish. It's at your favorite spirit store, your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar. It's Hendrix Neptunia Gym.
We'll be right back with Larry Holder of The Athletic. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't move. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by KFC. KFC's $5 mac and cheese bowls. For a limited time, get a big bowl of creamy mac and cheese topped with crispy chicken and sprinkled with even more melty cheese for just $5. Available in classic or spicy. Order now on the KFC app or KFC.com. That's finger looking good. Look out for delays solid on 10 eastbound from Williams to Power, and then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from Bonneville to the airport on the 610 on the westbound side. Your delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection, look out for backups that are steady from Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for accidents. Drexel at Pine, also St. Andrew at Simon Boulevard, and also look out for an accident. Chapatulas at Andrew Higgins. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by Henry Steptunia Gin. Versatile uh, uh, spirit that, again, is good for any type of cocktail. Again, um, Henry Steptunia Fizz, Henry Steptunia uh, and, and Tonic, Henry Steptunia Curious Cucumber Margarita, Henry Steptunia Gimlet, and so much more. Mixologists from around the city, around the world now, are experimenting with, again, Henry Steptunia Gin. Uh, again, that crisp citrus finish uh, put together by, again, uh, uh, the master distiller, um, uh, uh, Lacey. And uh, I'd like you, again, to be able to go out there and, again, uh, try uh, Leslie Gracie's, um, again, newest uh, experiment uh, in, in the gin category, which has been absolutely expe- uh, spectacular. Henrik's uh, Henrik, uh, Gin uh, and, of course, Henrik's Neptunia Gin. Get out there and enjoy Henrik's Neptunia Gin. All right. We'll be uh, now uh, we will turn our attention back to sports. Joining us in the program, as he does each and every week, is uh, Larry Holder, the athletic, uh, who now covers the NFL for the athletic, but also, again, will always talk to us about what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. Larry, how are you, bud? I'm good, Eric. How are you today? Doing good. Larry, did you participate in the, uh, in the uh, media uh, flag football game yesterday? <laughs> I did not. Um, certainly because, a- you were once a mainstay as part of that. Yes, uh, there was certainly some, and still, uh, I have no problem making fun of my uh, myself for an infamous uh, throw that went about six inches and flew to the ground, and a lot of the, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, when quarterbacks in the NFL make that sort of pass, it becomes hashtag right. holdering, so, uh, you know, hey, I got no problem with that, no, it's, uh, no, I was not, I was actually, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, uh, I've been playing way too much tennis, I was in a state tournament in Baton Rouge, so, uh mm-hmm. Uh, and I got another one this weekend, and another one the following weekend. It's been it's busy time. I got to smash them all in before the start of the regular season. Yeah, you're right because that's that's going to be nonstop, no doubt. Uh, I want to get to the Saints in a moment, but I want to ask you your thoughts on again the suspension of of uh, Deshaun Watson, eleven games, five million dollars, um, and, and of course how this ended up happening. Look, they ended up not having to go uh, to, to the to the next arbitrator. Uh, they were able to be able to settle this between the NFL Players Association, uh, Deshaun Watson, and the NFL. Uh, a lot of people believe that it should have been a, a full year, myself included. Thought the fine should have been more, even though that was the largest fine ever given down to a uh, to a player. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on on the final tally on the punishment for uh, Deshaun Watson? I mean, I, I've been staunch uh, throughout this. I thought he should have gotten a year, and I mean, it's just uh, it's to me just what he's been accused of, and really, it it. it the games and all, we knew he was going to miss a bunch of time, but, I mean, he's going to miss 11 games. And, of course, it's it's certainly curious that his return game is against the Texans. It almost feels, the whole, look, the whole situation feels gross and it almost feels like the NFL is sort of trying to take advantage of this situation just to have him return for that game. Uh, you know, you could have done it 10 or 12, and people would have still had the same outcry that it was too few, but 11 seems random. And you you pop it back when he plays the Texans. I mean that's that seems uh, that doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. And then uh, the fine, of course, is big, but still uh, you, you, it, the game checks are not big. And of course, Cleveland did that on purpose mm-hmm. to yes. entice Deshaun Watson to sign an extension as as part of being traded there. So you know they had to do that, and so that's. Of course, uh, the other aspect where you're where you're just thinking, okay, he's still getting off pretty light. Uh, I know he's had to 
uh, had civil settlements uh, with almost everyone that has uh, filed uh, suit with uh, against him in these accusations. Uh, and we don't know the, the dollar amount, but I'm I'm still sure he's going to be a rich man still, regardless for all of this. And then the day of the suspension, first he issues a statement through the team, and he wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't something where he was claiming innocence and this, that, and the other. He he basically said he was. He was sorry for the situation. He didn't really apologize. But then when he has a press conference and he claims he's innocent and he's staunch in his innocence, that just makes the whole situation like how how can this only be 11 games? And he's, his attitude towards this uh, is the way it is. Now, my guess is that publicly he's going to have to do that because he's not going to admit guilt when he has not been charged criminally and that has already been pushed. So that's probably why he did it. But still, the whole thing just seems like uh, that he's lucky he's not in jail uh, and that he is someone who can still play this season. I I, I just find this, you add it all up and the whole thing is just troubling. Uh, It feels dirty. With everyone involved. Yeah, it feels dirty. It just does. It feels dirty. Outside of the victims or alleged victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The other part of it is, again, he has to go to counseling. From what I understand, as part of this, if he doesn't complete the counseling, uh, if there's some issues there, uh, the NFL may have recourse again to come back and maybe extend, extend that, that suspension. So eventually see there, look, the, it's obvious the dude needs counseling, okay? He's a predator. So uh, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But it didn't look good, as you mentioned, as, again, all this time, uh, you know, not showing remorse. People wanted to see some remorse, wanted to see, again, that he's a changed person, and he continues to be able to, again, claim his innocence. When you've got this, look, the the evidence is overwhelming. Now, somebody could say, well, it's not overwhelming because he wasn't charged with a criminal offense, but as I've said since day one, well, I mean, uh, again, that, that is premeditated. When you're at the Houstonian in, in a, in a hotel-type setting where those towels are going in with, again, a bunch of other towels right, that are out there, right? Again, there's, there's no physical evidence one way or the other. And without physical evidence, it would have been tough for a grand jury to be able to, to indict him. So just because, again, there wasn't the physical evidence doesn't mean, again, that this didn't happen. And you're seeing that now on the civil side. Yeah, and that's why he had to settle. I mean, look, it's just – like, I'm not saying – it's just another athlete who – I'm just going to say O.J. Simpson. He was found not guilty, but he, how much did he have to pay in a civil settlement? You know, so the, obviously the the uh, you, you basically you know you don't have to be found guilty. You know, in a civil settlement, they, they could just rule against you, and you have to pay. So sure, uh, or, or so yeah. So, uh, but still, it, it's it's something that we all know he did it, and you you don't settle all of these things if. There's not some level of guilt, uh, but is it was but the, the whole you know beyond a reasonable doubt in the court of law in a criminal case, uh, I'm sure lawyers could poke holes through it and this that and the other. And so, uh, you know, while I'm sure the victims are, are, are alleged victims, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're not you know uh, no trial, so they're they're still alleged victims. But still, uh, it's it's <laughs> I I think that people. People in Cleveland might finally, at one point, say, "Okay, we accept him." Uh, I just think that uh, 
it's going to be hard for anyone outside of that to ever look at him the same. I mean, even, you know, as it went from one to two to 10 to 20 to 20, all, you know, and the Texans had to pay off 30 civil suits. So, you know, you add it all up and it's just, uh, yeah, it it would be hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a a situation that here, you know, um, Cleveland is trying to hope that, they that this kind of goes away at some point and then it'll be about football and they were willing to take the hit and again it's just the whole thing just feels unsettling with everyone involved texans brown uh mm-hmm. sean watson the nfl uh and um, you and me have talked about this so many times uh i'm at least the saints even if they tried to get him right. at least they they did not get him and we're not locally having to, having to kind of deal with this situation. Oh, it, it would have crushed. They would have crushed the the. Um, everybody wants to talk about culture. It would have crushed the culture here. There's no doubt about it. I do want to shift gears to the NFC South. Uh, look, I'm one that believes that the that the Bucks and the Saints are closer than mo- what maybe most people do. Uh, the Bucks went through the same transition the Saints did. Uh, elevated a head coach, their head coach. Uh, again, the, they kept the same offensive coordinator. Did did again a uh, a dual role of defensive coordinators as well. Um, they've lost some players uh, again in the off season to retirement. Moved on to free agency, or again now again uh, their their center's injured as well. Um, when you look at the Saints and also the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, I think those are the two front runners for the NFC South. How much do you think separates those teams, and who do you think is the better team right now going into the regular season? I, I'm still going to have to put Tampa just because of quarterback. I mean, that's, that's the, that is the difference maker between the two teams because I could argue that while Tampa's defense is good, Saints could have a better overall defense. Uh, the Saints have... Uh, some questions at wide receiver. Uh, Tampa might not have as many questions. Uh, they have, you know, the, the health of Chris Godwin, uh, but he's been practicing. You know, Mike Evans is there. Russell Gage, uh, you know, we're familiar with him being with the Falcons and LSU. I think he's going to be a good number three receiver. Julio Jones is their fourth receiver. So, uh, you know, I, I do think, though, that uh, if if healthy, the Saints could be on that same page or even better just because – I could think Alave could be better than Gage, and uh, you know I think Jarvis Landry still has has plenty enough left in the tank, and if Michael Thomas could be that guy, he could be that guy. Um, you know, I do think that one aspect you just mentioned the center for the Bucks, uh, Ryan Jensen. Ryan Jensen, yeah. Well, the person who was supposed to replace uh, either uh, Alex Kappa or Ali Marpet, uh, Aaron Stinney, who has been getting uh, a lot of the starter reps at the opposite guard, he's out for the year. So yeah. now they're looking to have to replace him along the offensive line. Shaq Mason is the other guard. He played with, mm-hmm. with Brady in, in New England as, and is a solid piece. But now they really are kind of – Stinney was the uncertain piece uh, to the puzzle uh, before the season, before the injury to Jensen. So now you're going to have a center who you didn't want to – think you were going to lean on and a guard who you didn't think uh, a third guard who you didn't think you were going to have to lean on and I don't know I don't know who that starter is going to be so when you look at it in that sense uh, that I was have going to have some questions about the offensive line as it is going into the season before the Jensen injury but now you have the Jensen injury and you have the Stinney injury and uh, you know it, it's 
if the Saints can, and other teams can create pressure up the gut, I mean, that's one way you can slow down Tom Brady. So oh, I do think the you add it all up, they are definitely not that far apart. Uh, I think yeah. people just see Tom Brady – uh, and Jameis Winston, and say, "Oh well, obviously the Bucks." But mm-hmm. I, uh, look, I think it's I think it's neck and neck, really, with, with those two teams. I agree with you 100. percent Now, we saw the Saints and the Packers, and from those that were the observers at the uh, practices, the joint practices, it was pretty even. Okay, and, and and they're considered one of the top teams in the NFC, based on again what you've seen in preseason, what you've seen around the the NFC. Where do you put the Saints? I think I'm still going to put them around either the fourth or fifth best team and, and that could move depending on injuries. And uh, if Jameis plays better than we think, and you know, you, they could, look, they could be the third best team in the NFC and still lose the division. Like that's, that's kind of what would, you know, if they were playing uh, in maybe the, uh, you know, in another division in the, uh, in the NFC East, they might feel a little bit better about themselves, even though they, they don't like playing the Eagles and the Eagles probably got a little bit better yeah. this off season, right. but I would put them you know, somewhere between, you know, four and five in, in the conference. And, uh, you know, look, seven teams get in the playoffs. I think the Saints are a playoff team. Uh, and, uh, you know, you mentioned kind of the preseason. Uh, and I was uh, wondering if, uh, you know, be, you know we're going to have a question mark at left tackle. You know, is, is Trevor Penning going to be ready to go? Uh, and I was just kind of doing some research on, uh, on a story I'm probably going to do later on in the week, kind of just taking a look at uh, how the uh, – the rookies have performed in the preseason just to kind of get a snapshot. And Penning had, uh, even though he graded out well, uh, he still had four pressures against them in week one. In week mm-hmm. two, it, it, against the Packers in their game, he gave up no pressures. So you saw improvement right. there. So I, I think that's, probably, that's what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think that's, that's something that, uh, that I think Saints fans need to, you know, maybe take a little sigh of relief with that because I think if he's got to play, I think he can – he could be ready to go. And so, uh, you know, in that, in that sense, you, you're looking for the Saints to kind of move up each week. And I think uh, piece by piece, you, you've started to see that. But, yeah, just in the back to the original question, yeah, I, I, think they're, I think they're a playoff team. So I would put them fourth or fifth, and, you know, they could be the third best team. And, uh, you know, what if Tom Brady isn't the same guy? All right. He's, I, mean, I mean, he is, what is he, 46 now? Is it 46 40, or 45? He just turned 45, yeah. I, okay, he just turned 45. Yeah, and 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 look, but, you you talked about it. His kryptonite is up the middle, and the Saints figured that out a while back, right? Put pressure on him up the middle. He doesn't like uh, players around his legs, and he, and he's an I don't want to say he's ordinary, but he struggles. Well, th- there's only a few teams who can actually do that to him, and one is the Saints. Two is uh, we saw that when the Rams were winning pretty big, and even though they came back, but I mean you're dealing with Aaron Donald up the middle, and so and then Von Miller, and you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, a potent pass rush can certainly affect him. Now, yep. uh, I don't know how many teams in the NFC can claim that they have uh, very potent pass rushes. I mean, look, the Saints even have, even though they had good sack totals, they have to improve in their pressure numbers. You said that uh, last it, week. It, yeah, they were down from the last few years after being extremely good. The you mm-hmm. know, so uh, you know, not terrible, but still down for their sake. So I think that's a uh, uh, you know, you, so you got to think of okay. Uh, the top teams in the NFC can Green Bay generate uh, more pressure? Uh, you know, I think Philadelphia is going to be able to pre- create some of that. You know, it, can Dallas? Can you know the Rams, uh, uh, Arizona, San Francisco? You know, you're having to see if that can affect Tom Brady because some of these other teams, 
you know, the, the I'll say the middle to the bottom. I mean, they're they're it's kind of a steep drop off in my opinion when it comes to that. Yep. Once again, tell us what you got coming up for us at the Athletic. How folks can subscribe to the Athletic and how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely, at Larry Holder on Twitter, uh, theathletic.com/nfl uh, is where my work shows up. Either uh, deep dives or within our, our news area, where I, I've been doing a lot of work there uh, for the last, well, almost the last year now uh, in that in that aspect. But yeah, uh, I'm doing a kind of a deep dive on uh, on wide receivers, the, some of the pieces that have moved around, veteran wide receivers. So I've, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of that, and then as I just kind of alluded to, I'm working on a little piece. Probably wait until after this game tonight uh, mm-hmm. to get all you know everyone done the second preseason game. Just some looks, outlooks at how some of the rookies have been doing uh, along the offensive line. Specific, and part of it is like I'm curious. I was curious to see where Trevor Penning stands, and uh, you know some of those tackles uh, and, and some of those question marks around the league. So yeah, I'd be on the lookout uh, in the near future for both of those stories. And hopefully Trevor Penning doesn't have to play. Hopefully he's tackle eligible and they ease him in. And James Hurst is fine. That's the to me that's the optimum situation for the Saints going forward. I know a lot of people want to throw him in at left tackle. To me, for a guy coming out of Northern Iowa who's still got to really deal with, I learn how to deal with the NFL pass rushers. I just think that you know the tackle eligible spot is perfect for him. I think at least we're not in a situation back in 2013 when they were basically forced to play Charlie Brown. Right. And he was not up to par. I feel I feel like at least James Hurst is up to par. And, uh, you know, Penning may be a little bit more ready to go than Armstead was at that point. But, uh, yeah, I think there is – I just keep looking at it in that kind of vacuum. And sure. I feel like the Saints are in a better spot that, now than they were back in, say, 2013, you know, almost 10 years ago. Yeah, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was there – I know you were. And at that press conference. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know you were. There you go. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. brother. Appreciate the time every week. All righty. I'll talk to you again next week. See you, buddy. There you go. Larry Holder, The Athletic. Remember, subscribe to The Athletic. Use Larry Holder's uh, byline to do that. Uh, take care of the local guy. All right. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by Henry Stemp, Tunia Jen. Don't forget, AC breaks down uh, when you come home tonight. Can't, can't get it good cooling. Call my friends at Burkhart. They have after-hour service for you. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. That's the entire metropolitan area, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You need an after-hour service. Contact Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our 
customers. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. When you wake up with that irresistible urge for a Mickey D's breakfast sandwich and you quietly slip out of the house before everybody else wakes up, just make sure you slip back in the house with enough for everyone because the aroma of a Mickey D's breakfast is unmistakable. McGriddles, nice. Good looking out, bro. Mmm, now this is a good morning. Hey, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, read me the manual. Using a Phillips screwdriver, drain the dishalba, busy fit sits. What was that? Drain the dishalba, busy fit sits. This sounds like another language to me. Okay, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big, then pay someone to do it for us. Maybe. What's next? Next, Pony Ostium Pronus and Terra. Was that one Latin? Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Come on, toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune? If you or someone you know were stationed on or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you are diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation. Serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Stephen DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 22 All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our friends at Hendricks and Jr. Gin. Of course, uh, 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 Le- Leslie Gracie, the master distiller's latest concoction from the Cabinet of Curiosities. Get out there and enjoy Hendricks and Jr. Gin. Also want to thank our guest, um, Larry Holder. Also, um, uh, uh, Mike Triplett, as well as uh, Mike Scarborough. Rudy back at studio. I want to thank all the sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com. First slide to the sponsor sponsors that sponsor our program. Thank you for supporting those sponsors. Thanks for the support of those sponsors as well. Coming up next, it's Ken Trahan. Uh, he's going to have Ross Jackson and a bunch of, uh, again, great high school coaches on his program. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Eric Asher. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catch of the government, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.